Welcome to Cloudlandia. Welcome to Cloudlandia. This yeah. is what we're accustomed to right here. Yeah. I was thinking of something. I drew a diagram. Oh, oh I love that. A bunch that. of circles. It's a bunch of circles, so it's like a target, you know, a bullseye in the middle, and then it's got circles. Okay. Concentric circles going out, and the, in the middle is value, V-A-L-U-E. Mm-hmm. And then the next circle is simplicity. And then the, so I'm taking this through, but third circle is, um, I'm just trying to think, marketplace. I'm going to say marketplace. Okay. And then the fourth circle is complexity. I do love a good set of concentric circles. And the fifth circle, the outer circle, is fraud. Mm. Okay. So fraud, complexity. F-R-A-U-D, fraud. And what it strikes me is in the marketplace, a marketplace is considered a place where this happens. There's new things that happen. There's new things. New ideas, new products, new services, new possibilities. And the ones that ultimately win are the ones that simplify what's going on and they create value in the center. Uh But there's a lot of different people in the marketplace. And since when something new happens, uh, it's not entirely clear what's going on, what the possibilities are. There are other people who use complexity to keep people sort of not knowing what's going on, and they move into the area of fraud. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, my whole point about this fraud, it may not be criminally liable fraud. It's just what it's, it's sort of creating something that large amounts of money are devoted to, and they don't really actually create any value. So this is a lot of the, give me an example of some of these in the world here then. Well, one was just announced this week. It's called the metaverse. I was, <laughs> okay, this is my big like meta topic for today because literally yeah. we just sat down before I came on here, we started watching Mark Zuckerberg's keynote address about the metaverse mm-hmm. and the uh, switch. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. was on my list for us to mm-hmm. uh, talk about today. Mm-hmm. But, so metaverse, walk me through then your thinking here. Well, it's the marketplace. So at any time, yeah. the marketplace is, you know, the marketplace holds the gritty stuff that's in the marketplace, and then there's constant uh, new stuff that's being introduced into the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to excite interest and to excite, you know, people's, you know, commitment and their cash and everything. Yeah. All sorts of images are given to them of what's possible in the future. If, yeah, you know, if, if they will invest today, then it's, uh, much much bigger results will be theirs in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, but 
if it's given in a way that I don't really know what this actually is. And it, it's, it's kind of complex. It's kind of plus. My feeling is you have to be very much on the outlook for fraud. Mm-hmm. So this is part of your levels of vigilance. When you're exploring yeah. something, you're looking for how to simplify it, how to, yeah, where yeah. the complexity is. This is an observation. Yeah, my sense kind of. is that nothing new really gets useful until, uh, useful until it's simple. You know, and I'll give you an example mm-hmm. when the, you know, when the uh, personal computer first came, came in, and I'm talking about 
it's my joy. It's my yeah. You know, it's, it's what I'm interested in, and why you know, as an entrepreneur, I've become more and more successful over the years is because I have a knack for taking complicated things and making them simpler for yeah people who appreciate that and yeah check writers yeah yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah anyway yeah. yeah so I was just looking at it because uh, we got in I got into this on a podcast I won't say which one it was another podcast and somebody wanted to tell me that this was a fun- fundamental breakthrough that um, Mr. Zuckerberg uh, was introducing and this was the next thing. And I said, well, you know, the thing he's got on his head when he's doing this has been around for 10 years and he didn't create it. He bought it from somebody else. So right. this is something new on his part. And I've tried it and uh, it took me about 25 minutes to even get it to work. And it just seemed right. really complicated. And yeah. I'd have to learn all sorts of new habits. And then when yeah. I got in, it it looked, yeah, I said, looked like, a, you know, it looked like a, a return, really early kind of cartoons that I yeah. remember on television in the 1950s. Didn't have, yeah. you know, didn't have real great high high resolution and high quality. So, but I'm being told that this is the next next great great breakthrough, and and it seems really complicated. First of all, as my complication sensors went off, my complication alarms went off, and mm-hmm. um, and that means don't buy anything. But there's a chance here to simplify and sell something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, and that's. I mean, when you start to think about the. You know, certainly is not just Mark Zuckerberg, but it seems like all the electronic and digital movers are going in that direction. And there are many different ways for it's a more immersive experience, like whether it's the glasses like Facebook just you know, launched with, with Ray-Ban, uh, glasses that look like real glasses, but they actually take video and, and photos. That's, uh, one step of it, you know, and then moving towards, I think that will probably be, I think glasses is probably a much more likely thing that we will do as opposed to headgear, you know, mm-hmm. it just seems like as for mass. Can I, can I ask you, can I ask you a, a question? Uh, why I've been, why I've, uh, so enthusiastic about zoom over the last two years is because you can get all sorts of really great things done a lot faster and a lot easier yeah. than I could prior uh, to its widespread use. You know, yeah. it's, uh, we were using it, let's say, seven years ago, and you know it's better now technologically than it was. But it was really good seven years yeah. ago, and it was really good for us because we have three uh, main headquarters in the United States, uh, Canada, and the UK, and it was much better than any of the previous virtual conferences. Uh, conferencing platforms, you know, it was a lot easier mm-hmm. to get on and everything yeah. like that. So 
uh, and so it was really useful. And then when the COVID pandemic and the lockdown prevented travel from doing our business with travel, either our going someplace or other people coming to us, it was our solution, you know, needed solution. I mean, it, uh, it bailed us out. And But what I noticed, even though it allowed us to continue business, it actually gave us all sorts of new ideas on how, how to do even better business. Okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're within two months of having our best sales here in 15 years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everything is just clicking right now. And Zoom is, uh, Zoom is the answer. So the thing I'm saying is that, uh, if I use my, uh, circle diagram, there's the marketplace and there's a disruption. And it seemed to me that, uh, Zoom was a great simplification, which created enormous value that went to the center of the circle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now that I think of the other way of doing it, it seems very complicated. You know, the, the, you know, traveling and having to, you know, do all sorts of things by travel and airplane. Yeah. You know, going any place, it seems very complicated. And I, I almost feel like I'm being taken advantage by the airlines because they're not, they really haven't, they had two years to think about creating some sort of new value for me and they didn't. <laughs> right. They actually, yeah. They actually introduced a whole bunch of complications. Uh, into my life. So So I'm just using this to compare that unless something that I really want that's now complicated gets simplified and I get some new value out of it, I don't care what what kind of promises for the future are being made. I ain't going for it. Yeah. What did you decide about about the jet uh, situation? Well, I mean, we have, you know, we have a, the jet, or are you talking just normal airline here? No, I'm talking about your, the jet experience that you had in uh, Boston and finding. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that wouldn't solve our problem because no. uh, it's a small jet. It's a, it carries four passengers, but I'm talking yeah. about. You know, I mean, we are going to resume normal in-person workshops in January, Toronto, Chicago, L.A., uh, London. And mm-hmm. uh, and people will have a choice whether they want to do that or they can resume, the, you know, the continue on with the virtual uh, Zoom workshop. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, yeah, the two will not be combined. We will not have hybrid classes where... Some of what's taking place on a day. Right, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. I, I can't stand the hybrid. You know, you're either 100 percent. So, yeah, yes, uh, yes. You know, and, and so, so that that's it. But I was just thinking about this that as we talk more and more about the movement from and the difference between the mainland and Cloudlandia. Yeah. That first of all, there's fraud in the mainland. But there's also fraud in Cloudlandia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by that? So that's an interesting. Well, they're making promises, and yes, in gotcha. some cases, asking for money with the promises. Mm-hmm. But essentially, what they're saying is going to happen 
is in fact not going to happen. That one is right. that they don't have the means to make it happen, or you know, it's. Do you know what I, I feel mean, that way when, about? When I say fraud, yeah. there's a criminal definition of fraud which can send uh-huh. you to jail, but there's another kind of a fraud that you know, watch out for that person because uh, whatever he says. Um, I feel never turns that way out about, to be I feel that way about Tesla's full autonomous driving package. Oh yeah. That that I paid eight thousand dollars for almost you know, two years ago now. And still mm-hmm. have not it's not uh thinking paid it then thinking oh, it could be by the end of the year, yeah. any minute, you know, that was there was a level of expectation that they were setting and was really mm-hmm. the the main reason that I bought that vehicle mm-hmm. was to be in that to embrace that at the you know mm-hmm. the beginning and what we have now is I've had to reframe it for myself to be mm-hmm. if you what it really is it is a really super advanced autopilot or a uh, cruise control. That's really what it is. It's better to think about it as super advanced cruise control than it Mm -hmm. is to think about it as disappointing, fully autonomous driving. Yeah. Because it's a long way from. Well, well, first of all, it's the, it's not a Cloudlandia. It's, it's not a Cloudlandia experience. You're actually in the mainland. <laughs> right. I mean, when you're driving, <laughs> when you're driving, you you better make sure you know your, which you're in. Are, yeah. Am I driving Cloudlandia or am I driving Yeah, right. That's mainland? right. I said, well, I've never had, actually had a driving experience in Cloudlandia. All my experiences. Right. Yeah, you know. And the whole point is that there are forces and governing bodies in Cloudlandia which don't care what some technological innovator is promising. Uh, It's against the law. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And they have things like insurance and liability. So if you give up control of your car to a technological system, uh, and there's an accident, where's the liability with it? Right. Well, I think it's the driver. Okay. I think it's the driver. I think the driver mm-hmm. has liability. I think that's how it would come down. And But you're being asked to give up control, but you still have 100% liability. And I don't think that's a good selling point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I can understand it. You know, it's like I was watching a couple of the um, documentaries, there's about five or six of them on YouTube about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think she was so successful is because it was a solution that everybody really wanted. Yeah, and it's re- believable that at some point we would get there, right? Yeah. And she played on the fact that people really, really, really wanted this, you know? Yeah. And, and, but she could never produce the goods. She could never set up a situation that was independent of her controlling it where a independent 
third-party lab could actually do a complete test and everything else and validate that she would avoid that, you know, completely. And there are science and technology writers, one of them for John Kerry, from the Wall Street Journal, who said, well, this is the first thing you look for in any claim of a technological breakthrough is you have to have that independent third-party testing arena where the innovator cannot control the circumstances and can't control the outcome. And mm-hmm. that would never happen. So that's why he started digging. He said, I, my nose is twitching here. My nose is twitching. Something's not quite right. You know, so that's what mm-hmm. happened. And I think there, there's the other factor more and more as I've watched the progress of Silicon Valley that it seems to me that the money is not made in the breakthrough. The money is made in the bet. Mm. In that you're betting that this is going to happen, you mean, or that the. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, Mr. Zuckerberg comes on. And he says, by the way, if you really want to be first on board here, all we're going to ask you for is 10000 up front, and you're going to be mm-hmm. head of the line when we come out with our new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in his world, he could get a million people who gave 10000 you know, so it's, you know, that would be, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that would be a lot of upfront money. And yeah. There would be people who, you know, it's Ponzi like the first investors get paid as the later investors can come on. Well, it's fraud, you know, it's fraud. And if he were in a real strong position, here's what I say if Mark Zuckerberg was really in a very strong position, so you would have to have about five things going for him that I would think made him in a strong position. First of all, he's likable, and he's not, he's not a likable person at all. And he he has become less and less likable, I would say, over the last 10 years. The other thing is that he had a really solid, excited, motivated corporation working with him, and he doesn't. He's uh, He's got civil warfare going on inside of this corporation. There's leaks. They're having to... Right. You know, they're having to have meetings. Uh, He's got whistleblowers inside. And the other thing is that what he was doing, and technologically what he was doing, was just seen as a force of good in society, like social media. has just been the most wonderful thing. I mean, you know, you know, human people are people have paralyzed and they're being healed. People are hopelessly lost and they they're saved and everything else. So that that has not been the impact of social media. It's been increasingly seen as a terrible negative, and then it's been seen uh, <clears throat> as as being very what I would say, biased in the political realm where it's being used to favor one side of the political spectrum and the other. And now there's real complaints that they're bookkeeping on what they're claiming as their the number of ad clicks that they're getting. A lot that there's deep investigations knowing that what he's claiming for his 
the power of his advertising, which is essentially what his business is, his advertising. Well, that's what creates the revenue. The, resu- the, the results are getting there fraudulent, and that's not true. The results are getting... And then he just got hit technologically by Apple because Apple is a huge player and Apple has just empowered its users to say whether or not they want to receive ads from a third party, you know, party ads and that's hurt him. And, and yeah, the other thing is that he really hasn't created anything new in the last 10 years that I can think uh, of. Has he created, has he created anything new in the last 10 years? Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Yeah. Well, I guess they've bought everything that they saw as a yeah. uh, thing. You know, Not buying so. WhatsApp and buying Instagram and buying, you know, seeing where things. Yeah. Certainly made but, good choices in terms of where, yeah, what people were enthralled. Well, I'm just, with, com- you know, I'm just comparing it like to the. Apple run, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, back then, you know, that was an interesting. You and I've talked about that. That what Apple really did brilliantly was just rise. They rode those, you know, exponential rise up the cascading asymptotic curves of audio, video, as they became. Yeah. you know, viable that they created all the things. But what you could argue that about Apple hasn't really invented anything since the iPhone. I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. on the heels of the, you know, the, on the heels of the but, iPod. But what I would say and since, Apple is and, a hard, uh, since Apple is a hardware maker, They've clearly improved their hardware over time. Yeah. They've had some glitches. They've had some glitches, but I mean, somebody showed Not me you know, the, late, I mean, the late the latest iPhone. I said, "Boy, oh boy!" I mean, you know what's packed into this and how beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Everything like that, you know. And so, so anyway, but my sense is that since he never had hardware, he never had anything that could be put out there as beautiful and the. He yeah. couldn't have stores because he had nothing to sell. You know, it's it's all, you know, basically getting people to be on and allowing them to use their attention to, you know, to sell stuff. You know, so yeah, sell their attention. And so my yeah. sense is that from a visible standpoint, he kind of looks old. You know, what he does kind of looks old. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm saying this just to support that his sudden mm-hmm. introduction of this entirely new universe, it seems to me that his motivation is that he's quickly receding into a very weak, weak position. And and that would tell me that he's doing this for distraction purposes or, you know, I can't imagine him having cash problems, but you never know. Right. No, they've got. Yeah. I've, I forget how much uh, cash. All those companies have just so much cash, crazy mm-hmm. amounts of cash. Mm-hmm. 
that, yeah, you look at the, yeah, I wonder, you know, if you do think about like going forward, if you're thinking as this, I think I shared with you last week, the idea of the insufficiently bullish uh, mindset for NFTs and, and blockchain in 2030, that if you and I, I mentioned several months ago, the word, the buzzword that is starting to gain traction was metaverse. I remember sharing that with you a few months mm -hmm. ago, and that was something that we both started kind of looking into. And now that certainly has gained momentum. And so the idea of this. Well, it's gained momentum. Based on what? Based on the actual reality or based momentum on increasing hype? Well, I think that... I mean, is there any new capabilities out there that weren't there a year ago? I mean, actual capabilities? Yeah, there are. and But they're in worlds that you and I wouldn't be exposed to. For instance, Fortnite and gaming worlds like what's happened over the last little while is they've been playing out where, you know, Fortnite had a concert, like a, you know, VR virtual world metaverse concert that had 10 million people live in the concert. And that's kind of a, uh, kind of a big thing you know, in terms of what they've done in terms of the the world that they've created, that everybody can kind of gather in and all converge at this one location where the where the concert was. Another one is the real estate company EXP has created a whole virtual training at like a campus for they don't have any offices they're all they have a cloudlandia campus where you go and everything they've got auditoriums where you go and you kind of sit down in the in a seat like you were in a theater right beside you i could look right at you and have the things you're an avatar of course, but you're, I can talk to you. We're sitting right beside each other. We're looking at on the stage and somebody is on stage speaking. So in the early days of this, I mean, we're certainly like a, the foundational things are advancing pretty quickly. That's why I think it's gaining momentum, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like those, it's like those things where the, the moth that doubles every day and, you know, it's only in the last day, it is half of the pond, you know, but up until that two days before it's completely absorbed the space on the pond, it's only 25% of it, you know. So it doesn't, it's almost like unnoticeable still. It still feels yeah, unlikely. Well, I, I think my basic question, is it good for anything? 
Yeah. Well, well, I imagine, well, I can imagine, Dan, that we're, we may be judging, we may be judging the potential of, of some of these advancements based on that Zoom is good enough, for instance. But if you think about things that you've seen, like the, do you remember there was a movie, The Kingsman? where they have yeah, yeah. yeah remember the holographic boardroom where they would yeah. holographically come on if that was simplified and reasonably easy to to engage that feels like that would be a pretty good experience right if it was feasible if it was possible yeah yeah. yeah, I'm just saying is, you know, at the idea level, are any important ideas being developed, couldn't be developed by two people sitting and drawing something on the back of a napkin? I'm not being sarcastic here. I'm no. just saying yeah. I'm just saying sarcastic that uh, yeah. when you're doing when you're doing uh breakthrough blueprint and yeah you have 12 individuals and they are yeah. engaging step-by-step step through their eight levels yes. of profit activator. Is it possible that metaverse conference on the planet is more valuable than what you're doing with 12 people? No. And I don't, I look at that as just a way of doing it. Like if, if we say the two options right now are the poles of this, are live in celebration with 12 people in a mainland boardroom. And the other option is 12 people on screen in Zoom, which is valid and equal and good. It is the next best thing that we have viable to us. But if there were a way that it could be enhanced to be more like the virtual yeah, but, or but the can, real. Can I yeah. tell you, what is the actual essence of the experience? Oh, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. I agree with you that it's the... I it's mean, the essence of the experience is, is that fundamental creative communication is taking place. New ideas are being created. That's and right. I'm not, I'm just asking yeah. if everything that Mark Zuckerberg has anything to do with an activity that two people who are really smart and listening to each other can knock off, you know, they can do it on Zoom or they can do it, you know, they can, they, I, first of all, I think you can do it with Zoom better than you can do it on the phone. Okay, I'm absolutely convinced of that. Okay, yeah. and the other thing is that over the last two or three weeks, I've had the experience of meeting one-on-one -on -one with individuals for the first time in, you know, in 20 months. And I, I have developed a sense that if I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one with something, it's got very definitely advantages over meeting that person one-on-one -on -one with Zoom. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if there's five of us, the Zoom has 
advantages over five of us meeting in person. So if you and I, Table 10, are meeting, it's got it way over you and I meeting on Zoom. Yes, absolutely. But if there were five people at the table, the Zoom has it way over the five people at the table. Mm. I'm just I'm just giving you my you own throw experience. that out there. Yeah, just experience there. Uh huh. Yeah. Why do you so, think that is? So what I so what I'm doing is that is that Mark Zuckerberg believed, I think, ten years ago, that just getting them, you know, basically on their iPhone, iPhone or whatever they were doing, that he could use their attention and sell it really easily and they'd never get bored of him grabbing their attention and selling it because that's what he does. I mean, his, he's not doing this for any other reason than to get you experience for free and sell it for advertising dollars. I'm just yeah. putting that as a proposition. He has no uh, higher purpose higher purpose than find a finding a way to grab your attention. What he's worried yeah. about is is that it's wearing out what he's been doing for 10 years and he's got to come up with a new right. way of grabbing people. So I'm saying it seems to me that he's trying to get people to buy into a new form of distraction because his old form of distraction <laughs> isn't working as well. Yes. But distraction is not creativity. Distraction is not creativity. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to see what is being created here that's better than what already exists from a productive standpoint, from a creative standpoint, from a mm-hmm. breakthrough standpoint. And I'm not getting that yet. I'm not getting yet. <laughs> yeah, I think we're starting to see. Um, I just I think some of these things like the Alexa and whatever Facebook's um, version of that is, I start to see about things that we're using, like they kind of sneak up on us, you know, like you can imagine where with the glasses and voice to be able to, do you remember when we were at Abundance, one of the early years, there was a gentleman who had a technology where these glasses could track your attention, track what you were actually looking at, and you could click a button with just your eyes by focusing on something. And I thought, you know, you see, couple that, and it's an interesting thing to be walking anywhere and to look at something and click on it. And in a group or in anything, you come up and there's everything you need to know about Dan Sullivan kind of thing or whatever the, you know, the facial recognition tells you the name, the stuff that you know, or you're in, you you see a book and you could just say, Alexa, order me this book. And I think a lot of these, there's, I think there's a lot of opportunity in there. 
one point. Well, the Chinese are the Chinese are better betting the future of their country that, on that possibility. Yeah, with their surveillance. Yeah, I mean with their surveillance that they can actually know, but uh, it's a bet, you know, it's a guess, and and it's yeah. a bet, and. I don't know. I'm playing with this because I've been in a lab for the past two years called the COVID yeah. lab. And the COVID lab has given me a lot of time to sit back and think about things. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that the people who have done well in COVID are the people who don't need to be entertained. Uh-huh. But the practical users, practical. No, that right. if given more time back, the people who've done best with COVID use the time to create new things and create new relationships and create new solutions. And the mm-hmm. people who've done badly during COVID were the ones who were entertained by having, you know, they, they could go anywhere they wanted at any night. They could go and see any kind of movie they could go to any kind yeah. of restaurant oh, there's they so get much. on plane that go on it. But they were passive. There was nothing creative about what these people right. do. They're being entertained. And yeah. what COVID severely restricts people's ability to be distracted and entertained. And and but I never wanted that in the first place. All I want is right. to create. Uh, so my sense is that Insofar as the vast majority of human beings are going to need new forms of distraction, so, uh, distraction so that they can remain passive to their daily experience, I, I suspect yeah. that metaverse, I, I suspect that metaverse is probably a big thing, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to create anything useful. No, I, I think you're right. It's going to be the gathering place for the. Yeah, I, I was saying to Philip, this is I'm introducing the concept to him of makers and takers, and well, th- that's really this is going to be the place where you go to passively consume and take uh, dopamine. Yeah. That's where it's all going to be as conveniently all packaged. The largest literally... gathering of takers. Ever assembled. <laughs> That's it. The largest gathering yeah. of yeah. somnambulant consumers. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. all you I have mean, to do it, is it, look at something. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I'm not pro or con it. I just right. wanted this. And where I do know that the essence of being able to create these virtual worlds has mm-hmm. been phenomenal in the area of military training. Uh-huh. And they've been using this for years. I mean, uh, yeah. military training has been using, like the, you know, the when they killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah. They had a complete 3D Map walkthrough, yeah. walkthrough. They knew, you know, they knew where he was living better than he knew where he was living. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, right, you know, right. And they came right in. They knew which stairs to go up. They knew who... They knew they actually knew who the people were that they were going to meet, the ones you shoot yeah. on site and the ones you go right up and then he tried to hide behind his wife and children and they shot him in the head, you know. Yeah. They had already done that. So there here is where I see real uses. I see real uses, you know. I think it's already being done. Like 
the metaverse he talks about for you know consumers this metaphor uh, this metaverse already exists and has existed for 25 30 years mm-hmm. and uh, you know and but it's being used for very practical purposes for dangerous purposes for can't see it otherwise purposes you know we can yeah. see something and we can see it so personally i have no need for any of those things well you live a very you know your among um, the the people I know that you definitely live the most analog of digital lives <laughs> of of the people. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, right? Like when I you look I get, at it. Can I get a T-shirt with that on it? I mean, I I, I think yeah, I'm kind of proud of that actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, I haven't examined it deeply, but what I've heard about it, what you just said, I kind of like the feeling of it. Yeah. And it's really like you have not been, you have, you've escaped kind of the gravitational pull of the digital undercurrent, you know, that you've been avoided that digital, the riptide that pulls you in to the dopamine drip requirement, right? Like you took yourself off of television and off of the, you know, just the constant taking of it. Uh-huh. And that in that space, you've, you know, you look at your last five years has been, you could argue, your most creative and, you know, um, productive. broad thinking, productive yeah. five years. Yeah. And I think that everybody, you, you would definitely be, we would definitely be better off if, but I find that even that awareness, like even knowing it, it's still a very difficult, you, you've got to fight against that undercurrent every day to, to not get sucked into it. Yeah. Here's, uh, I, I think it comes down, I've been trying to get down to, you know, where there's there's kind of a way of looking at, first of all, the world we've lived in up until now, but the world going forward. And my feeling is that there's part of the world that is kind of negative towards humanity. They really don't. I mean, first of all, they don't really like the part of humanity that they actually walk around in inside each day. In other words, they don't really like themselves okay, yeah. as individuals. But then they've got all sorts of angsty ideas about all the rest of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so they're trying to come up with a solution that's better than humanity, okay? And they say, you know, one way of approaching it is to make us every year let's use technology to make us less and less human and kind of like more like technology you know and Mm. i see it you know and and i said well you know i don't know i mean first of all i said i mean you're making a bet you know that if you become less human technology is going to make you better i said it seems to me that's a bet i and and so and I said and there's the other people who kind of believe that we have uh, humans have absolutely nothing in common with technology, 
accept the fact that we've created it. You know, in other words, yeah. every piece of technology is something that humans created for some human purpose. We've created that. Yeah. But but where the misunderstanding is, when it comes to, I've, I've been zeroing it in, you know, I've been tracking it down to one little, you either believe this or you believe that. And the thing is that humans process information, computers process information. If the computer's faster, that means computers will be faster information processors than humans, and therefore computers will be superior to humans. Mm. That's, the, that's it. And I said, well, if humans process information, and that's it, then I think you're onto something big there. But I don't think humans process information. I think right. humans, first of all, take in very little information, take in very little information. But what they do is they immediately use it to create meaning. And humans are meaning creating creatures. And uh -huh. technology isn't. Technology doesn't create any meaning, has no right. ability to create meaning whatsoever. Right. Okay. Data is an information. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we actually don't even use that amount of imp much information that comes in. I mean, mm -hmm. site-wise, our brain only picks up about 10% what it thinks it's seeing. And the brain itself is just supplying is just going to the files and says, we can just fill in the background here. It kind of looks like something. So my sense is that we're, the technology is powerful enough right now that we can have a showdown with it. Okay. Uh, that we're at the showdown. I, I get a feeling we're in a period right now, politically, economically, militarily, and everything culturally. We're kind of in a showdown period. And part of the reason is that technology has got fast enough to fool us with the idea that, uh, in some ways, the it can replace the human world with a technology world that we're going to find much more enjoyable and much more interesting. Right. And I said, well, it's you know, it's a guess and it's a bet. And I said, but it's premise that somehow computers and humans are the same, except that computers will be better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's what's going on right now. And I think that's why it's kind of scary right now. You know, and... Uh, if you're like, Dan, how much of your life is analog, let's say, like a, a normal a day in the life kind of thing? I know you do, you go to a lot of news sites and you do the year online is it still a couple hours a day? Well, I would say, uh, you know, I do use digital. I mean, I do yeah. use digital to to improve my analog experiences. In other words, okay. it's, uh, I'm a big reader, and it's just a, a lot, lot easier these days with the Internet. Kindle. and the uh, Well, Kindle is great, and then, you know, the Internet itself with, you know, the various... Uh, news, news, news sites, yeah. News, news sites and news platforms. So it's a huge jump. I mean, it's a huge jump. And then there are lots of things which are, you can get a better grasp of the context of things with a 15-minute YouTube video than you can reading a five-hour, uh, you know, a five-hour yeah. article you know, yeah. and everything. So 
what I do is, you know, I use the digital one that seems to move me further ahead, you know. And, you know, and I'm on Pandora all the time. I love Pandora. And, uh, you know, just uh, for entertainment purposes and everything else. But television has disappeared. I mean, I, I, I haven't. Uh, I, I mean, I'm looking at my computer screen. I mean, what am I missing? Yeah. What about television am I missing when I can just look at a two-minute news clip on the video? I don't have to turn right. the television on Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything else. So, you know, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do spend more time every day actually creating new things than yeah. I do taking in input from other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I look at that like your, you know, the main things, the the sort of, I call them reactive activators that stop us from focusing on on certain things. Like you're, you know, you're not, you're not texting and in a bunch no. of, you know, you don't have demands like that. You're not, what's, what about email for you? I know you, you have your, no, just work related, work related yeah. project updates and uh, yeah. you know co- coordination projects. But you know, not on your phone. You not, have to go for not really to social. Not really to socialize. You know, and I don't yeah. use the phone to socialize. I mean, until I got happy, you know, uh, Scott Donald's happy. Thing, yeah, and which you know requires my cell phone to be charged up. <laughs> I never had a good reason to keep my cell phone charged up. And, uh, right, right, right. Every you know, twice a day, I make sure that my cell phone is charged up so I can use my happy device. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, this is just. I mean, it's really interesting because you know, you know, you know, my five hero, you know, my big historic heroes. Well, Euclid was. Euclid was back in the year 300 BC, and yeah. uh, you know, and Shakespeare was in the you know the end of the 1500s, and you know Bach was at the beginning of the 1700s, and then Madison the end of the 1700s, and Edison at the, you know at the end of the 1800s, and yeah. You know, and these, you know, and I ponder what they did. You know, they kind of created yeah. these big, massive platforms that helped other people be better at what they did. And uh, yeah. I aspire to that. I mean, I aspire to being a platform builder whose platform helps other people build their own platforms. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like it. Yeah. Well, this is we just keep uh, we just keep observing, keep yeah playing. And I think uh, you and I may be crossing paths on Thursday and Friday because we are going to Phoenix and we are going to be by that uh, genius. I don't know if you are or not. No, I'm going to be I'm going to be in the metaverse. As they say. I guess uh-huh. I will be. Uh, so we'll see each other virtually. We'll see each other. Yes. Yes. And yeah. then, yeah. And but I will be there on on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, June's no Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then we'll be. I imagine you'll be traveling then on next Sunday. Yeah, so we're we'll doing a week together. at we're doing a week at Canyon Ranch, so we're going okay going down. And I think they're in their last years. 
I think they're you do models. Yeah, they. You know, it's. I just get a feeling that probably their time, their golden time in the sun, was a decade or two ago, and you know, there's. So many different ways that people can engage with uh, fitness and health now. Advanced, that doesn't require yeah. them. That doesn't require them being at a particular location. And, right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but you know, life goes on. You know, and and everything. So it's really great. Oh, by the way, our Gap and Game book on Tuesday was number one in the world for a period of time for all nonfiction books, all nonfiction books. Yeah, like fantastic. I, I, and, you know, it may have been 15 minutes, but I said, you know, it felt good. It felt good. It's fantastic, me. by the way, yeah. Yeah, and then you get to say that on the Amazon. That's one of the benefits being yeah. number one on their system that they will account for because then you can actually use it in your marketing that you were Number, number one, one in the world. Yeah, yeah. And here's that. Overall. Uh, it's me, the old analog guy, you know, who enjoyed that experience. So that was good. I love that. So happy for you. That's amazing. Yeah, good. Okay, Dean. Awesome. 